Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi villains and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast. I hope you've all uh, hope you've all woken up again, you know, wiped the sleep from your eyes because that wasn't any game to to write home about, especially from an Aston Villa point of view. It was a pretty lethargic, boring game, I think, really. I know we had a lot, we faced a lot of shots, but uh, look, point in the bag. We moved up a place, four points behind Liverpool in fourth place. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's the end of the podcast. I think that's it. I think it's done. Don't really have much more to say. I think I think you forgot to say that we're going to rename the podcast for the love of any Martinez podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> nearly is. Yeah, absolutely, nearly is. Look, we're just going to get it out of the way. I've already put it up on Twitter already because it's just not even a discussion point. Demi Martinez is the Lakers sportsman at a match. Had a career high. <laughs> um, had a career high nine saves in a game today and there were some of them were really good there was a really good save he had and Paddy let's just jump straight into it but one of the saves he had was really really good he um pammed it over actually with the wrong hand after it got a touch off Matty Target that just kind of flicked it upwards into a more difficult saving position and he had to bring his hand right across his face his left hand across his face to save it and uh, that, that was a really good save. He had another couple of good ones, touched one from Trossard around the post and um, got up high to another one. The man's just brilliant. Like, he's just like anybody who says he isn't the signing of the season this year is, like, you're only just really fooling yourself. Really are. Like, 12 clean sheets <laughs> in his first full season as, well, his first half full season as, uh, I don't know why I looked at my watch there. For everybody on YouTube, you would have seen me looking at my watch as if I had the, the whole... <laughs> season on my watch or something i've no idea why I okay did that. <laughs> well, let, let's, let, now that you've mentioned the people looking at youtube 
yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here in an Aston Villa goalkeeper short. Yes. Again. I, haven't, I haven't bought a goalkeeper short in nearly 30 years. <laughs> you know, I'm probably too old to be wearing a goalkeeper short. Thankfully, they make them short sleeves now, so they look like you're you're wearing a, <laughs> a normal kind of short. But look, um, we have an absolute gem on our hands here. Ah, we, we, we have got really, really lucky. I believe we've the best goalkeeper in the Premier League. It's it's no coincidence that the media today were looking into the fact that he could potentially declare for England, wow. which is absolutely bonkers wow. at 29 years of age. But anyway, look, he kept us in the game today. Um, and I'll go as far as saying that today was our worst performance in about five years that we've actually taken points from. Do you know what? That's not a bad call. That's not a bad call at all, Paddy. We we played that badly against West Ham and we're punished three one. Uh, we probably actually even played uh, worse we're, today. I thought we were worse today. I thought we were worse today than West Ham. I, I think that's that's probably that could be the worst game I've ever seen Jack Grealish play for Aston Villa. Not having a having a crack at him. He just like they they just shut him down. And I think I, I think yeah. Veltman got under his skin and and, and Bazuma didn't let him move. And I think Brighton's mo was just to to stifle an Aston Villa early. So the second um, McGinn got the ball. The second Bar- well Barkley didn't really get the ball. I thought he was particularly he was industrious as in he got around the field but I didn't think this is like third or fourth fifth game really that he hasn't really affected the game part of the goal from Southampton maybe it might be a thought process around maybe something happening there I think but um Brighton were fantastic today like the, the I, I'm, I'm not having a meltdown about today we came away from from it with a point and like I just genuinely I've like it was a game and nothing really other than the saves like we did nothing in the game and you know, you're going to have those games. You're going to have those yeah. those games. And we're just happy we had one and we didn't lose. And that's and that's the long and the short of it, really, you know. Mm. Um, we're, sit, we're sitting here and we're a little bit deflated. We are deflated, you know. We're, we're, we're asking questions of ourselves because it, this is the second time in the space of a couple of weeks that somebody has got one over us one over us tactics ways. Thankfully we've come away with a point. Uh, it's not the end of the world. Um, am I disappointed? Yeah, slightly. Um, am I pissed off? No, we got a point. Um, everybody said it on Twitter since that if this had happened last year, we'd have lost the game. And, and that seems to be the overriding emotion of it. But having said that, there needs to be a plan B for when they double up on Jack and when they take him out of game. And it will come. I know it will come. It has to come now because they're in trouble. Patty, if, if we don't, if we, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't envisage Leicester doing this to us next week because they need to go and win the game. Brighton today, West Ham two weeks ago, didn't need to go and win the game. They take Jack out of the game. They spoil the game. They take, they slow it down to their pace. Uh, they dictate everything other than that. And you know, it, it it's it's a strange situation. Jack was booked early on for uh, cynical foul, cynical foul because the guy dived to the ground. It happened to Trezeguet later in the game. Trezeguet didn't go to the ground. There was no yellow card. You know, it's just one of those things. Jack was largely anonymous after that. 
look, the stats stats don't lie. We didn't we didn't deserve anything out of that game. We got a point. Yeah. I don't think we've too much to argue about. No, absolutely not. Like they're like we're going to have a bogey team. They're certainly going to be our bogey team. And I'm going to ask you a question in a moment, Paddy. Before you do, um, I know we've been known for cracking a can open on this podcast, but uh, you know I don't usually drink in the podcast, not often. But today I've I've, I've had a heavy day today. Um, I'm actually I've actually got a bottle of whiskey here in front of me. A lovely twelve year old Cardew. Uh, it's a single malt Scotch whiskey. If anybody is interested, this might be more interested in our analysis of the game. But the Cardew, not even Irish whiskey. No, it's. I decided I wanted a scotch, you know, I wanted without the E whiskey, if you know what I mean. Uh, but the Cardew whiskey, it's a Speyside whiskey. It's a distillery there near Moray um, in Scotland. And it was originally found by a whiskey smuggler called John Cummings. Um, they had, uh, they sold all their old, old uh, distillery equipment to Glenfiddich and all that kind of stuff. But uh, so it's nothing got to do with uh, William McGregor or John McGinn, I don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, it was 1824, so you would, do you know what, William McGregor might have been bringing it down. Actually, man, I'm going to create a scurrilous rumour. John Cummings was smuggling it over the border to William McGregor. That's what he was doing. All right, that's it. But Paddy's known for his uh, his can opening sounds. Listen to this. I don't know, could you hear that? I hope you could hear the pop. You know the same effect, Neil, no. The pop of the cork <laughs> off, the, off the, the bottle, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm... Um, I just decided to change a pace today. No, proper whiskey. <laughs> yeah, one of those days. Here we, we call it here in Ireland, we call it Ishkabaha, the water of life. So uh, never that by that reckoning, your honour, it never killed anyone. Um, but anyway, back to matters at hand, unless of the product placement of the Cardew 12-year-old uh, whiskey, which uh, uh, just for legal purposes, we are not sponsored by, by the way. Um, are you sure? <laughs> Uh, was it gifted? Not yet. Sure? Not yet. No, it was gifted by my, my by my better half's uh, father for Christmas, and it's absolutely gorgeous <laughs> as well. If anybody wants it, so if I have to declare it was a gift because of that, then so be it. I absolutely will. Um, but anyway, getting back to matters, claret and blue, um, as opposed to amber. Um, the, yeah, the, I, I I think look, I I would have came away from this game today, and I would have gone look, we got it like, and I still am coming away from it, going we got away with something today, we absolutely did. Um, there's been games where why we've played absolutely brilliantly, like Brighton, like the 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 previous fixture where we played brilliantly against Brighton and we came away with nothing, um, in the last minute, and uh, played brilliantly against uh, West Ham and, and came away with nothing in the, the time Agbana hauled down um, uh, Ollie Watkins. Uh, yeah. So to come away with something, I think I think is something. But I think probably the most negative thing to come out of tonight was uh, Matty Cash pulling up with what looked like a hamstring injury, and it was a really strange one. And you, I just knew when Alzate came over, who Alzate who did nothing but just trundle into our players tonight. Um, he only touched the ball like sixteen times in the whole game. And he did nothing but like stop attacks and get like niggly stuff. And some of them were giving us fouls, some of them weren't. But when he hit Matt Cash, belt of his shoulder, um, it just didn't look right. It didn't look right the way he kind of hit, he hit the ground afterwards, uh, Cash. And, and I hope he's okay, but it, it doesn't look like it because he immediately went for the hamstring and they immediately took no, him. I think, there was no way. I think what happened was he went, he went to turn just as he, there was contact made mm. and you know, it's not nice on the hamstring, and if it, it was a hamstring injury, it, it, it was confirmed afterwards that he felt the hamstring, so it was best to take him off. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's well, you know, his recovery rate has been good, 
so far when he's been injured. So fingers crossed it's not too bad. There's um, no such thing as a good recovery rate from a hamstring, unfortunately. They're just no, a- not no. But uh, thankfully, you know, the recovery's there. I like Elmo. I think I think he's a, a ready, <laughs> willing and ready replacement for him. So. You know, I'm not. I'm not too worried. He was. He was, our, he was our provider in chief an awful lot last year with his deep crossing from just over yeah. the halfway line. You know, so um, look, it'd be great. And hey, I can't bloody wait. Call up Kane Hayden Kessler. I've been raving about him since you know <laughs> for for most of the season. Call him up. Give him a shirt. Have him on the bench if things aren't going right at fullback. Throw the kid in there. What's the worst that'll happen? You know what is the worst that'll happen? I would prefer to have him in there if anything happened to Elmo here on out. Then to have uh, Kanza move to right back and Engels or House come go in there, and yeah. you know everybody knows how much I love Courtney House. I just think that that we have a we have a defensive partnership now in Kanza and Mings, and that's it. That's it. There there is no more question. That's our defensive partnership in the center, central defense. Bar injuries, illness, uh, reaching a booking threshold or red cards, you don't got to touch that. That's it. It's done. They're, they 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 could be like a, an Adams and Bold or a, a Pallister and, and and Bruce or Jesus does it does it say an awful lot about me that I'm kind of going back as far as that for or defensive Teela McGrath Teela McGrath <laughs> yeah Teela McGrath yeah I'll contact Teela McGrath absolutely um you know leave him there bring in our right backs if we play the young fella look sure what's the worst that'll happen he might be fucking brilliant that's the worst that'll happen you know <laughs> so um but but it is it is it's one of those things with maddie cash i don't want to see him out i think he's just been such a star performer and he's been a needful performer and he's like he, he week in week out he's been one of the players that's had the most touches and the most passes for us yeah. um week in week out so it's uh yeah it's just one of those things that that was that was that's the only reason that i'm kind of and kind of wincing after tonight's performance. The, the performance wasn't good. Look, this I'm not going to sit here and say that it was, but mm. am I overly concerned about it? No. Will I be overly concerned in three weeks' time if we if we haven't picked ourselves up off the floor and started playing at least some semblance of attacking football? Yeah, my, my tone might change then, but I think at the moment it's um mm. I think definitely we're we're in a funk, all right. We're in a bit of a funk, all right, but but I'm not so sure it's time for concern just yet. I think it's more um, uh, I, I I think it like I think that that's probably still a hangover of an awful lot of games in a short space of time. But look, time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah. Um. I th- like I mentioned earlier, we need we need a plan B. I think I think maybe we need to start with the plan B, whatever that is. Play Jack through the middle. Drop Barkley. Play him on the right. Move Bertie over to the left. Whatever it is. Um, we we've got a disjoint. Um, I, I don't envisage that happening in in the near future with Leicester and then Leeds. I don't I don't think they're the kind of teams that will no. do that kind of thing. So it may not be a concern for another couple of weeks. But the teams of the ilk of Brighton, who are fighting for their lives, probably not so much anymore now that they're ten points clear of relegation. And you know what? Fair play to them. Um, and 25 was it 25 points and they're still 10 points clear nuts isn't it yeah absolutely nuts anyway uh, Gra- Graham Potter Graham Potter is so good lads like the Graham Potter is Graham Potter is a very good manager he's he's a coach he's a technical tactical coach uh, manager should I say um he's you know he's done his apprenticeship he's come up through through the leagues as a coach and uh look 
it, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It's a bit of football snobbery sometimes. You know, when you look at a team like Brighton and you go, ah, we should have been beating them out the door. I we yeah. were I was guilty of it. I thought that this was a win. I thought this was a win, no problem. And I'm putting my hand up to say, potential football snobbery, putting the cart before the horse from my point of view. No, Brighton are very well, very well marshaled. Spurs, they, they they showed Spurs what they're made of. You know, they showed. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say they showed Liverpool what they're made of, did they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Leicester did it until the last ten seconds Leicester when they fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I was, I, I, I was I'll praying for that last ten seconds that we that we would uh, we would override them and when they fell asleep, but it never happened. Look, it's it's not the end of the world. It's, oh, absolutely not. It's a point gained as opposed to two points dropped, and that's this that's how it. I'm going to look at yeah. it for now. This is it because that could have as easily been another um, West Ham game. Or another maybe Southampton first half. You know, we they peppered our goals. No, we can't we can't sit here and say, you know, that that, that we deserve better or that the team should have prepared, should have played better. You can only call and you can only talk about what you've seen on the field. And realistically, calling calling it as it was, our three behind Danny Watkins were very poor tonight. Jack Grealish was was poor. Ross Barkley was poor on the ball. Sorry, Jack Grealish was poor on the ball. Ross Barkley was poor on the ball. Yeah. And and Bertrand Troy was statistically anonymous. In the game today, like he had twenty touches of the ball, he lost the ball four times. So that's that's one in five times when the ball came to him, he lost it. He, he yeah. and that's, this isn't having a crack off him and saying he should be dropped or he's useless or anything. Just didn't go his way. He just didn't have a good game. That back three or that that um, we call him three quarters, three uh, just behind behind Watkins. They were well marshaled by Veltman. They were well marshaled by Bazuma. They were well marshaled by by Pascal Gross. Floated in around there. And um, look, for all the talking I did about Dan Byrne beforehand, being, you know, big and tall and lanky and gangly, yep. Dan Byrne is well able to play football. You know? Yeah. He was the, he, I, I actually, I'd go so far as to say he had the most shots in this whole game. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. Trossard did. But Dan Byrne had four shots. Really? Dan Byrne had four shots from centre half. Yeah. Do you know? Like they had 26 shots in the game. So basically what's happened here, right? Put this in put this in, 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 in contract for us. We're Burnley, they're Aston Villa. That's what happened in this game today. They all played us, they had 26 shots on goal, they couldn't get a goal, they they, they couldn't come get a goal, they go away going, Jesus, how didn't we win that game? Mm. We're Burnley, we have tw- we faced 26 shots on goal, we don't let any in, our goalkeeper has a blinder, and we come away going, yes, point in the bag. There you go. Swings and roundabouts. Well, look, all, all I'll say at this stage is we lie in eighth place yeah. in the Premier League. We still have games in hand. We're four points off Liverpool in fourth place. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable the way this league has gone. So, you know, we, we have a lot to be thankful for. Um, I think I think that point today is, a, is to be thankful for. There's no point in dwelling on it. Um, it's up to the, the guys who we entrust to 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 organise the team and set them out to figure out why we were ineffective tonight and who was ineffective tonight. And I, I think I think we'll learn from it. I think we'll grow. Um, you know, it's good to see Morgan Sanson come on. Yes. Um, I, I think he could be the future. Um, you know, you mentioned. I think he could be the present. I think, might, yeah. I, I, I think I think we might see him. I think we might see him um, against Leicester. I hope we do. 
You know, I think I think he's been patient. Um, I thought McGinn was poor tonight. I don't I don't mean he was dreadful. I thought he gave the ball away too much, and that's just nothing statistically based. That's just my opinion on how watching the game. Uh, we discussed it before we went on air. We couldn't find the statistics, so that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of passes where yeah, a couple of errant passes. Yeah. Yeah, there was an option to either dump it or give it away, and he ended up giving it away. I'd, ra- I'd rather dump it into the penalty box than, than give it away, but that's just my opinion. I'd like, like to um, put a special mention out to, to two guys tonight, uh, the first one being Ollie Watkins. Yes. You know, I, I think I think we can mention him nearly every night. He just works his absolute nuts off. The guy, he, does, he doesn't get as much uh, praise as he deserves. And the second one is to uh, just to preface it, I for the first time in a few weeks been able to listen to the uh, game with no comp- no background noise. So tonight, the only voice I could hear was Tyrone Mings. He was absolutely unbelievable. He was like the conductor of the orchestra. He, he was just shouting, roaring. No matter what was going on, the only voice you could hear was Tyrone Mings. Uh, not Potter, not uh, Dean Smith. At one stage, I actually thought Tyrone Mings had a microphone on his shirt. That, that's how loud he was. He was fantastic. Wait till we get back into the stadium, Paddy, and hear it and hear it in, in actuality. You know, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. But I got this... Um, I, I have this sound bar and sound system on the TV. I've never turned it on. Not once since I got it for a game. I turned it on for concerts and stuff when I'm watching it. Yeah. And I turned it on tonight and I'm just like, wow. But Paddy, <laughs> was, oh, sorry. I, I, I thought it was unbelievable to listen. And the, t- the, the voices you could hear, Tyrone Mings, Emmy Martinez coming for the ball. It was just like being at the match with no other fans. It was it was enjoyable to watch, um, you know it's it's a speed bump. I, I believe we're on a speed bump at the moment. We'll, yeah. we'll get through it. Um, yeah. The points will come. Um, on the plus side, everyone around us is dropping points. It's just yeah. it's just a bonker as well as well. I've, I've, I've two things on that. And I'm going to start off with the footballing point first before I come to a more trivial point afterwards. Um, guys, if we finish ninth or tenth this year with 51 points, let's say. I'm just picking an arbitrary number out of the top of my head. Or 48 points, or 44 points, or 46 points. High five. Everybody should be high-fiving each other. Like, it's 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 not... Like, just because we're flying high now doesn't mean that we we have to finish in the top four. You know, we, we'll finish where we deserve to finish. We'll finish yeah. where we deserve to finish. You know, we absolutely will. If we finish in the top four, you know, clothes will come off, there will be dancing naked in the streets, and there will be asbos given out, and that'll be fine. You know, but if we finish ninth or tenth, there'll be high fives given. There'll be more, probably more bottles of, of whiskey drank afterwards in the off season, and and it will be we'll be fine again. You know, mm. Premier League survival is fantastic. It's it's, and I'm not setting my standards low. I want to finish in. I want to catch Liverpool. I want to finish fourth. Jesus Christ, we would be on a stairway to heaven if we finish fourth. It'd be absolutely fantastic. But if we finish ninth or tenth, that's where we deserve to finish. You know, that's what and and. And, and, and yes, we can be disappointed about it, but there's a lot of positives. 
Like, I, and and I, I'm getting ahead of myself now with 16 games left to go, but I suppose that's kind of the way I'm kind of, I'm setting myself up. So, right, at the moment, I'm on cloud nine. I'm, I'm up there in the stars at the moment, and I'm expecting to fall some way down a small bit. I'm just setting up a nice soft bed for myself. And I don't think it's a bad thing to do that because I think it's just probably realism. Uh, but at the same time, if we get to stay up there, well, then brilliant. I'll be the first person shouting from the trees. I'm going to go into every game thinking we're going to win it. Don't get me wrong. Like last year from, from Project Restart onwards, I was consistently predicting we're going to win this game. We're going to win this game. That's just my nature. I think we're going to win every game. But I suppose also the objectivity and the realism of it is that if we finish ninth or 10th, brilliant, fantastic. We've had a great season of, of, of a rebuild. People are talking about us. We have Jack Grealish. We're not, go- we're not going to lose Jack Grealish, I don't think, this summer. We may, but I, I don't think we will. I think we'll. I think we'll just pack the Brinks truck, Brinks truck at the back of his at the back of his house and say, "Listen, there you go. Dip into that whenever you need it, and take a take a quarter of a million whenever you need it." Because I think the club understand. They understand. They understand an awful lot about the squad building here. Um, but anyway, sorry that was that was that was a bit on, on the football point. The other thing, Paddy, is you said you plug in the sound bar for concerts. Now I've seen on Facebook that you you like Garrett Brooks concerts. What, what was it? What what type of concert was it that you were you were plugging it in for? Because uh, I think I missed the Garrett Brooks one. Um, I would like I would like to see that. Ireland has has this insatiable love, and we just wrap our arms around Garrett Brooks. Uh, I don't know what it is. He, he he basically forced a vote in our Houses of Parliament over a gig one time. Um, our National Stadium, Croke Park, National GA Stadium, 80,000, 85,000, I think, Cedar Stadium. He went to the whole five nights there and uh, the residents kicked up stink, probably rightly so, uh, because listen, if you're going to have 85, well, probably 100,000 people going into the stadium uh, five nights in a row, you know, they're probably not going to get a wink of sleep people doing silly things in their doorways and stuff like that but uh yeah anyway forced it forced uh, a couple a bit of conversation in our houses of parliament and for a finish he played no gigs he played no gigs but uh yeah it, i'd just be interested to hear to know what concert it was that you listened to last on it paddy well the last one the last one i listened to was liam gallagher ah excellent <laughs> you redeemed yourself you redeemed yourself. Why is it? We've gone off on a tangent altogether. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, be honest with you, I did say to you before this that, look, I don't really want to completely dissect that game because it, I found it a terribly boring game. I found we, we had no tactic in the game, and the reason we had no tactic in the game was because their tactic was so good. And Graham Potter is really good at this stifling the middle of the field. It just probably goes to show that when once we're stifled in the middle of the field, we can't get the ball out quickly to the wings. We're... You know, we were pretty powder puff tonight. Is it endemic in the team? Is it something I'm worried about going forward? Not at the moment. No, I'm not. It's not a knee-jerk reaction thing. I think we'll be good. I think we'll be good with, with, with a bit of space against Leicester. I think we've shown that we can hold with Leicester. And uh, against, like, it's it's just been the pattern of this year that when we go up against a team that we're not supposed, to, that we need to be really marshaled and drilled for, we perform well. And we nick a goal sometimes when we have to, when other teams are drawn out against us. Brighton didn't draw out against us. What they did is they got the ball forward quickly, and they they actually a lot of what they did was very similar to uh, to West Ham. They tried to get Dan Byrne forward an awful lot to be their Suchek type, and they played they played with four four at attacking as such. They maybe had Bazuma a small bit for, more forward, but they they still defended with five, and we could just get them done, you know. And look, that's 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 our Achilles' heel at the moment. We need to learn how to win those games and. 
we didn't learn how to win it against um, against West Ham, but we've learned how to draw it today. So who knows? Yeah, Next time we might, not, we might nick one. Because on another day we would have lost it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's still not an excuse, though. That's like I, I, I want to be clear on that. Like we're not making an excuse that this is fantastic because we didn't win it or because we didn't lose it. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's not it, like for me, I, it's not a case of. Um, I don't feel like uh, I don't feel like we've stood in a rake and it's hit us in the face, you know that kind of a thing. I, I just I feel like we I feel like we got what we deserve from it, you know. Okay, well let's put the whole thing in perspective, right? Mm. Um, the season kicks off. We stayed up by the skin of our teeth last season. Skin um, of our VAR. Skin of our VAR. Yeah, because <laughs> everyone forgets everything that happened with VAR earlier. Yeah. Season. So we're 22 games into the season. Um, our nemesis, Wolves and West Brom, yes, we're way ahead of them. Yes. Are we really? Wow, that's brilliant. If we're ahead of Wolves, we are flying in the league. Uh, by the way, we're also ahead of Arsenal, Leeds, Spurs. Yeah. So... 22, 22 less games at the start of the season. If we were to discuss this and to throw out those facts, people would be scratching their heads. It's a strange, it's a strange old Premier League, but yeah. you know we 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 have outdone ourselves, and um, we're a long way to go. What did you say? Sixteen games. You you it all added up. Yeah, I think it's um, we still have a couple of games in hand. You know. I'm not. I, I ruled out Europe in my. Uh, <laughs> when was that? Burnley, Burnley after Burnley. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, I have to hold my hands up and say, yeah, it's you know that was one of the days that I was particularly pissed off. <laughs> um, it's not over. It's not over. Nope. Dreaming about Europe. It's it's so attainable at this stage. It's unreal, from where we were last season. And those those clubs that I named, if if people had said to us, you know, you'll be ahead of those four clubs, we would have said we were in the top four. Yeah. That's how mad this Premier League season is. So we'll be fine. I'm going. I'm going to. Um, I'm going to embark on a small bit of mental gymnastics here. So we would talk about being better off than we were last year. So Liverpool, we're only four points behind Liverpool this year, and we finished last year. 64 points behind Liverpool. So <laughs> by my reckoning, we're 60 points better off than we were last year. Okay. It's a, it's it's irrefutable. Take it to the bank. If anybody says anything, you say, Yeah, but we're 60 points better off than we were last year because we were 64 points. Finished points or points? Points. <laughs> P-O-I-N-T-S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, do you know what? I I I'm not 100 percent sure. Actually, that would be a great poll. Who do we think? Which, which team in the league do we think would drink the most points? I don't think our guys would be high up there. <laughs> Small, statured guys. I don't know. I don't know. But then again, I don't know who would be up there. I'm just having a look down through it. Oh, I'd say Dyche is his Burnley team primed for yeah. points a bit. Or I'd say Sam, no. Big Sam's team. That seems we'll to be the they're point. doing at the moment. The supping points, I'd say. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Um, Says the fellow drinking a dram of whiskey, I suppose. He who he who is without sin cast the first stone. Um, but no, I look, I think uh, we've been we've been a bit jovial and been a bit 
you know, less focused on the game tonight. And to be honest with you, I, it was because I had a, a chat with Paddy beforehand. And I said, listen, to be honest, like, I don't really want to break, break down that game today because there's nothing to break down. We got the ball, we gave the ball away. They attacked us. We, there was a yeah. save. That's essentially it. Like, you know, it's not, it, it's, there'll be a time to break that down and it's not directly after the game because, you know, there just isn't any, any massive points and a bar some brilliant saves from Martinez. And look, as I say, we got out of it. We lived to fight another day. We got out of it with a, with a clean sheet. We got out of it with, with a point. And, and, and I think look onwards to Leicester. Um, I know none of us really like playing Leicester this time of year. It was the catalyst. It was, it was the lowest point of the season last year. It may it may be the lowest point of the season again this year, but it's not going to be the defining point of our season. Um, uh, but I think I, I think we'll see maybe a couple of changes. People have been calling for fresh faces in the midfield in that team. And, you know, I, I, I think we'll see one or two changes uh, next day. Probably one, you know. Being, look, hey, we could have Nakamba, Douglas Louise, and, and, and John McGinn in a, in a midfield three against, against Leicester. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And would I be disappointed? Don't think I would. Don't think we we mightn't score. I, I, don't, I don't fear them either. I I need to hold my hand up about Leicester. Um, I said some things about Harvey Barnes, not that he was bad or anything, but I said that he was one of these guys that's just full of endeavor. By God, has he really come on this year? And he's not just full of endeavor because he really is. He is that, but he's that and so much more. And he is. Like, like he's he's a real catalyst for them at the moment. He's literally jumped into Jamie Vardy's boots and become that nuisance, that wasp, that fly up front. That abs- like he's he's Mark Albrighton with an end pro- with a massive uh, goal scoring threat, and that's more a bit more flair out there and that and that wing. And um, you know he's he's a danger man. He's a danger man for them. I actually singled him out as somebody that I thought we could. Uh, we could pin back and maybe maybe not wouldn't be as as threatening in, in the last game the last game that we played him, but uh, he's really found his wings in the, in the Premier League this year. And fair play to him, he's he's actually a joy to watch because he just looks like yeah, do you know what he he looks like he looks like a Dean Smith type player. He's just a guy who just wants to play football and just just wants to get it down and play. And there's no messing and no joking about him. He's just happy to be a teammate and be a bloody good one as well because he's and and they have a few of them, but yeah. We also have a few injuries, so we'll we'll address yeah. that later in the week. We will. We, we will. When we take stock of where they're at. Exactly. Have, they have a European game this week, don't they? They have a something this week. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a long way to go before we need to play them next Sunday. Is next Sunday, isn't it? Two two o'clock next Sunday. I'm gonna take your word for it. I haven't oh, looked at the we, we, We'll have a. Wait we'll a minute. Have, let me look at my. Look, let me look at my watch again. It might give me the inspiration it gave me at the start of the podcast. <laughs> no, still no league table on my watch. I don't know why I looked down at it the first time. No, yeah, we'll we'll have um we'll have less uh, less alcohol to worry about. Uh, yeah. When we play them next Sunday. So. Ah, yeah. Be grand. Be grand, lads. It'll be grand. It'll be grand. Look, got out of this one. Uh, lived to fight another day. Um, we call it a draw. If we were a boxer, we'd be coming out of this going, oh, absolutely. Do you know what? I just reddished the rematch there because that one wasn't uh, that wasn't our finest hour. And but that's that's really all that can be said about it. Another little thing as well is here, since we started putting a couple of things up on YouTube, and this one will be on YouTube, I've realized that if the government are listening to me, will you open the, ha- the hairdressers at the barbers, please? Because uh, I'm getting a touch of the Dan Byrne haircut here. It's uh, which wasn't bad. It's not a bad haircut. He's a fine head of hair. For a man his height, not that men his height don't have great head hair, but 
Um, I've got a bit of Dan Burns going on here with the quiz. All men don't have a lot of hair. <laughs> All men, well, I, I don't know. It's, it was a sweeping statement, so that's why I, uh, why I clarified it afterwards. Thankfully, your small lads are okay, is that it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no there's no such stereotype as the small fat ball guy, you know. I've never heard of that one before. But if you are, actually, here's some more product placement. More product placement. If you are, um, no matter what height, what height you are, whether you've got hair or whether you're a boss, but actually, here we go. You could get a, a for the love of <laughs> to cover it up if you're a bit insecure about it. And you can find them on our wonderful new website, www.fortheloveofpalmagrad.com. And I'll even <laughs> put it on here on my headphones and everything. This uh, looks like with headphones on. So look, looks, look super. Not so good if you're listening to the podcast, but absolutely super if you're on YouTube. Just happen to have one there. Um, also, actually, to piggyback on that, on a more serious note, I'm very giddy tonight. Sorry, lads. Um, and I d- actually didn't have any whiskey before the podcast. I just started drinking since the podcast. Um, but uh, <laughs> just, uh, just, just on a segue on that, um, thanks so much to everybody who sent us in pictures of their favorite Aston Villa player or their favorite Aston Villa Um moment we got a very we got a very cool one in one in of their favorite aston villa moment and uh it was it, it was a nice uh like i only put it up last night like seven or eight o'clock and we i've had two or three entries in our actually more i think nearly five entries in already it's been fantastic and thank you every so much to 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 those of you who have entered already so essentially if you didn't see my my previous uh video it is i just want you really to just draw a or paint or whatever a picture of your favorite Aston Villa player, no matter what era. Um, there's going to be two prizes of hats given out. One to the best under, actually, I never specified what was a child. Uh, we're going to call it, we call it the best under 16. 16. Best, best under 16 and the best over 16. So all you big children there, you guys can, can and we've got a couple in from, from, um, from some grown-ups as well, which is fantastic. So literally, we are an equal opportunities employer. We're an equal opportunities competition giver. Um, so there is a hat available for the adults competition and a hat available for the kids competition. And look, just send them in. It's like I got so I had some smile on my face looking at them because they were just brilliant today. And it's really cool to see. And for those on, on YouTube, you'll see I have a couple of gaps in my wall here. And while I'm not going to plagiarize your material that you send in and stick them up on the wall, it just got me thinking <laughs> as I'm looking for stuff to fill here that there's so many talented people out there. I often think talk about fan led um, content on the podcast, I often talk about fan-led uh, podcasts and, and uh, you know, statistical reviews and all that kind of stuff. But fan-led artwork is brilliant too. I've got a couple of things here as well. I, I, I'm i not going to name the guys who, who sent them to me because, uh, or, or where, I, where I got them from, because um, I have to go, I, there's, there's just too many of them. I would mix them up, but I've got a couple of Jack Grealish there. I've got a Gabby Agbonlahor, small, small one there. Uh, look, there's loads of them there. This is This is bad podcasting. Um, because I'm pointing at stuff behind me in the videos here. But uh, yeah, listen, draw a picture. Half term is coming up, um, I think, this week for a lot of you guys. There's going to be a lot of kids at home with nothing to do, and there's a lot of snow. There could be bad weather or whatever. Break out the pencils and the colouring pencils and, the, and whatever else. Have a, yeah. bit of, have a bit of crack. Yeah, okay. yeah, a bit of crack. Draw, draw a picture. Look, as I say, we're going we're gonna to pick a winner. The winner will be picked next, next Sunday after the Leicester game. Um, we will pick it and we will announce it on the show after the Leicester game next yeah. week. So the closing date is midnight the twenty or midnight the nineteenth. Um, 
I'm not going to stay up until midnight. So like if you if if you send it in like at 3 a.m. in the morning, if you're under pressure, I'm not going to disqualify you. Like, but uh, <laughs> as long as I have it for the Sunday morning so that I can make my determination, my my critical art, artistic eye. Um, actually, I think I'm going to farm it out just so that I don't get any hate mail. Um, <laughs> I think I'll farm it out to somebody else. Independent we'll adjudicator. I get an ind- I'll try and get an independent adjudicator from somewhere to. to I'd like to, to give a it. shout out to uh, Ben Anderson who won the, yes. the cap the last half. half of the during yeah. the week. Uh, you'll find him at Vikings and Villa. He uh, shared today his. Uh, he was off out for his uh, pre-match run, I think, and he was wearing his. Uh, for the love of Paul McGrath hat and looked very well in his 94 uh, uh, at jersey. So yeah. Uh, yeah. fair play to you, Ben. Looking good. Looking Hope you enjoy right. the hat. Yeah. Um, lads, we're going to leave it there because if I if I slug down any more of this stuff, um, anything will come out of my mouth at the moment because I'm fairly giddy. <laughs> um, listen, it's a bit of a different podcast. I do apologise if this is if this is something you don't like. I do apologise. We won't, we won't have too many of these. Um, as I say, I just found that game incredibly boring, and and I just I genuinely couldn't have forced myself to talk about. Oh yeah, um, well look, the easiest thing in the world, the thing in the world was for the two of us to sit here and and be downbeat about the yeah. way. It, and let's be honest, when we wake up in the morning, we probably will be a little bit downbeat, but we've got a point. We've got a couple of people, that, or three or four people that we can say, you were absolutely played out of your skin today. And, you know, as you said earlier, Emmy Martinez. What a man. It's the first goalkeeper's jersey I've worn since Mark Bosnich's uh, really weird uh 1994 psychedelic jersey so look it is what it is we're, we're in a much better place than we were last season we're not going to pick the bones out of it we're just going to relax enjoy it have a bit of crack uh on to the next one i'm sure we'll chat to you during the week and all is good yeah absolutely i'm just checking up here it's uh 60 euros to change your name by deed poll here in Ireland. Uh, oh, really? Just I'm in not case you it. want to change it to Emmy Martinez. Emmy Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> you know, could get away with it. Yeah. Might, uh, I might tan then when I go out for it. If I give myself a, <laughs> if I give myself a real exotic name, I might get a lovely tan as opposed to going like, go, go well, right. You don't need a tan to be an England international and he could be according to the new rules. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I'm just talking about when I, when finally, when, when I can get back on planes and I can go to sunnier climbs, I want to get a nice tan instead of uh, turning it into a red freckly mess. But um, look, hey, you'll have to wait pick. another year for that kid. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I, I and I'm turning into a red freckly mess the more this uh, the more this juice that I have here. But um, can you anyway, can you indulge me for a second, Neil? Will I give I'll it try, a I'll try. To the newest Lions club in Ireland, the Longford Lions, yes, uh, became an official uh, satellite club of the Leinster Lions this week. Some great lads in there um, have been Villa fans for many years. Um, if you're living in around the Longford area, give them a shout. You'll find them on uh, on Facebook. Uh, yeah. th- this isn't a joke. This is, you know, these 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 are absolutely fabulous guys um, from a small region in Ireland, and that and that's what Lions clubs are all about. Um, you know, we're all a million miles from Villa Park at the moment, so when you can get together, have a bit of fun, be it online or in person, 
go and enjoy it, embrace it, and good luck to the Longford Lions and may may they uh, may they grow many fans, many Emmy Martinez fans in that region. Um, I have a mate actually living in Longford. Tony's originally he was, he was a childhood friend. Uh, Bart, if you're listening, which I know that you're not, because you're a Newcastle fan, uh, just don't be a Newcastle <laughs> fan anymore. You know, be a Villa fan, be someone. Oh, Bart. Go, and join, join go, go, go and look for Dermot and his group in, in <laughs> Longford Lions. And, Longford Lions. So yeah, now Longford is famous. Stripes, their stripes can change. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Longford is now famous for, for, for something else. Um, it used to be uh, the town where by former um, Taoiseach or Prime Minister, for, for any of you guys listening to the UK, of Ireland came for Albert Albert Reynolds. That was the only thing he was ever famous for. Um, Albert used to own a lot of dance, a lot of uh, old nightclubs and dance halls, and that was uh, yeah. So that's that's what he that's what he was known for. And then obviously because he did that, people thought he'd be a great teacher. Uh, but anyway, you know, that's we'll save that for the political podcast. But we'll it's, save also, that for the it's also home to the greatest name of a club in Ireland, the, the Longford Slashers. <laughs> the Longford Slashers, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great, what a great sports name. What a great sports name. Um, but I'd be, I'd be, um, I'd be, I'd be thrown out of Longford. I, whenever I go over there, I'd be thrown out if I didn't, didn't say that uh, Longford Slashers aren't uh, aren't a patch on on uh, Clangwish Hurling Club over there either. So I, I went to the night in the Sasso <laughs> Clangwish Hurling Club because that's who Bart plays with at the moment. So if there's anyone listening there. Thanks very much for that fantastic night of that Johnny Cash tribute band. It was uh, that night because uh, it was fantastic. I hope you remember it because uh, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I do up to a point. It was fantastic. I was a man in a foreign land. I think I was. I think I was well entitled to have a few drinks that night. Um, anyway, we're going. We've, look, this has been a right right after Real's win. In fairness, and and I usually like to keep it on topic, but uh, look, it's just one of those days. We've got Valentine's Day tomorrow. I think everybody's giddy. Um, so, <laughs> so we won't hold you much so, longer. So be um, giddy and giddy up. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, right, we're going to leave it there because things are starting to get incriminating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks everybody for listening, and as always, uh, just uh, as, as I say, you can find Paddy on at Villa Paddy. You can find me on at Love McGrath Pod. Um, website as well www.forwardloverpaulmcgrath.com I did a little feature I'm doing a little feature on the midfielders at the moment I did one of Douglas Louise if anybody wants to have a look at it um, I'd appreciate it appreciate any feedback on it as well um, we've got John McGinn coming up at some stage this week and I'm going to try and, and, and go through week on week on, on our midfield midfield five players um, excluding unfortunately Jacob Ramsey because at the time I put the statistics he had only played 165 minutes for the club so um but that's not to say that he isn't going to be a viable player for this club as well so take a look at it there um also the as i say the the competition we've got running draw your favorite aston villa player listen don't be ashamed don't be afraid of of, of putting any entry entry in look it's, it's all a bit of crack you know it's all a bit of fun uh pop it in it's uh, something to do over a week with when the kids are off school when people are off maybe some people are off work maybe it could be cathartic maybe you could rekindle something that you used to do in, in the past so i'd be delighted to see those um yeah as i say look a bit of a little bit of a different podcast tonight i hope uh hope it didn't offend anyone i hope so i hope everybody enjoyed this and maybe us, us having a bit of a laugh is kind of taking the edge out that game for somebody tonight but uh we've got leicester next weekend we'll be back with a preview pod uh probably around wednesday uh 
uh, preview partner on Wednesday, we'll say. And um, yeah, as I say, um, look out for that John Begin article. I'd say it might drop maybe on Thursday. I should be finished by then. And uh, all that's really left to say, guys, is stay safe. Um, tell your loved one you loved them tomorrow on the day of and Valentine's Day. And if you don't have a loved one, find, if you don't have, have, have uh, a partner, find somebody that's near and dear to you and tell him you love him in these crazy Send times. Send a tweet to Emmy Martin. Is it before? Yeah, tell Emmy Martin is you love him. Yeah, he's quite a handsome guy as well you know so it's uh it, it, it's, it's well within your rights um yeah as opposed to sending hate mail to players tomorrow tell your player you love you love them that's exactly <laughs> it yeah, how's about we start that tradition and say valentine's day um but anyway we're rambling again patty listen gotta cut it there Onward, onwards to leicester thanks ever ever so much to everybody for listening at villa patty at love mcgrath pod and all that's left to say is up the villa up the villa Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.